Good morning, everyone. My name is David. If I haven't met you or if you're watching on live stream and I don't know who you are, uh, great to be here with you. Uh, let's pray as we come to be uh, hearing the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for gathering us today. Father, we thank you uh, that we can know you, uh, that you speak to us through your Word, and that we can know your great love for us and salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray today you would work uh, in us and through us by your Spirit to give us understanding, uh, to transform our hearts and our lives that we might serve you. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, as Roger said, we're starting a new series, and I'll give you a bit of the background to this. In 2019, we did a We Believe series because we'd worked on a, a 10 beliefs as a church uh, that we wanted to um, affirm and teach. Uh, they weren't beliefs we came up with. They were things that the church has believed for centuries. Uh, we just wanted to be clear on them and have something we could uh, look at and learn from. And so we did a series, a 10-week series on the beliefs, which you might remember. I really enjoyed it. But of course, these beliefs are so big uh, that one week uh, couldn't really do it justice. And so we thought, hey, it'd be good to come back to them in like a mini-series kind of way uh, and look at them again over the course of time. And so, so far we've done Jesus, uh, we've done the Holy Spirit, uh, we've done the Bible, and now we're coming to do the church, as we heard this morning. And I think of all the beliefs, of the ten beliefs we have, the church is the one that we know the least about, that we probably think the least about as well. Like, I wonder, uh, if somebody asked you, what is the church? What would you say? If someone asked you, why do you go to church? Would you have a, a good short answer for them? If someone asked you, do I have to go to church to be a Christian? Uh, would you know how to answer that question? See, I don't think it's something that we think about much. If you're like me, you probably think, I, I don't know if I can answer that in under, you know, three hours. Um, you know, because we don't think about it much. But it's important that we do, because what we believe about the church is really going to determine our behaviour when it comes to church, right? how we think about it, how we act in church. Because right, really, beliefs determine behaviours. Our beliefs determine our behaviours. Uh, this is something that Tony Payne picks up on. You might know Tony Payne. He's written a great book we're going to talk about later. But he picks up on how beliefs determine behaviours in his book. Now, uh, This is what he writes in his book about church. He says, How you walk into church will be determined by what you think church is and what you think you're doing there. So he's picking up on that behaviour of walking into church. That's being shaped, determined by what you think about church, right? your beliefs about the church. And so that's the goal of, of this series and all these kind of We Believe series we do. Uh, the goal of this series is that as we look at church over the next four weeks, uh, we're not just here to learn more stuff about church, just to fill our minds a bit more. But we want to understand church from the Bible so that that will transform the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act about church. I want these beliefs to really change and transform our behaviours so that they are more in line with a life that is pleasing to God. So that's the goal of this series, and today we're beginning with the origin of church. Great place to begin. Where did it come from? Whose idea was it? Why are we here today? 
Why do we keep coming back? Hopefully, you keep coming back. Why do we do that? Uh, First, uh, I want to start with, uh, what do we mean by the church? Let's just start with the word. Uh, What are we talking about there? The English word for church, church, is actually a bit confusing. Uh, It comes from a word, a Greek word, kuriakos. That's why it sounds the way it does. And that word means belonging to the Lord. And that's true, right? The church does belong to the Lord, but that's not what church means when we read it in our Bibles. Right? When we see the word church in the Bible, the word behind it that's being translated is just a word for gathering or assembly. It's just a very general, simple word about when humans get together in one place. All right? And humans do this all the time. We gather all the time. I was at a gathering Friday night, right? Down at the stadium with the Panthers. That was like a church. That was a gathering. Um, Or the assembly, you know, the school assembly, when the school, you know, gets into the the hall and they give out the merits and all that kind of stuff. It's a gathering of people. And so church, when we're talking about church, we're talking about that gathering of people. And so as we heard Hubert helpfully leading us, uh, we're not talking about the building, although we do call buildings churches and it's fine to call buildings churches, we're not talking about the buildings. We're also not talking about, we're not talking about institutions either like the Anglican Church or the, the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, we're not talking about that when we talk about the church. And what we're talking about in this series and what the Bible talks about is the gathering of Christians. And so today we're thinking about why do Christians gather? Why is that a thing that we do? Why is it so important? And so to answer that, we're going to look at the Bible. We're going to look at the first key gathering of God's people Uh, We saw that in the book of Deuteronomy there. Um, This is, Moses was talking about when God gathered Israel at Mount Sinai to hear his word. When he spoke from the mountain, gave them the Ten Commandments written on stone. Uh, That was the first key gathering of God's people. And what we learn about gathering from this is is this, that we're gathered by grace to hear God's word. That's what we see as we come um, to think about the gathering of Israel. Uh, they were gathered by grace when they gathered at the mountain. Because think about it, where were they before that gathering, if you know your Bible? Egypt. They were in Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. They were under the power of Pharaoh, and God saved them from there and brought them out to this gathering to hear his word. And right, you think about it, it wasn't Israel's idea that they do that. It was God's idea. It wasn't by Israel's power that they got out. It was by God's power and the the plagues that you remember from Exodus. And it wasn't because Israel deserved it either. They didn't. It was by God's grace that he did this. God saved them by his grace alone and he gathered them at Mount Sinai. That's why they were there. And so as we read in Deuteronomy, what, what's happening there is Moses is talking to Israel, but he's, he's looking back, remembering that gathering. And here we learn why the people were gathered. So have a look here. It'll be on the screen, all these verses. Deuteronomy 4.10. Uh, Moses says, Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, which is talking about Sinai, when he said to me, Assemble the people before me to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. 
And so you can see there why they were gathered. It was assemble the people to hear my words. Right, so God has gathered them to hear his words. And of course this hearing is more than just hearing the sound, as if God just loves the sound of his voice, just wants people to hear him speaking. Uh, it's, it's got a purpose to it. His words have a purpose. And you can see that as well there. The purpose is so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land. Uh, what does it mean to revere God? You might have a thought in your mind. Uh, I say it this way. To revere God means to be so in awe of his glorious and awesome name, who he is, that you love to do what he says. So you hear his words, you revere him, you love to do the things that he says. Right, that is the kind of hearing that God is calling for from the people, that hearing that leads to doing. And of course, this is not something that Israel was naturally good at. It's not something we're naturally good at. Uh, they had to learn it. You can see that there. Uh, so that you may learn to revere the Lord. It's like learning, this kind of learning, this is like kind of learning a new language. You've ever learnt a language, you have to keep hearing it over and over again. You have to practice it. You have to talk to the people that speak it. Uh, so it becomes uh, more natural to you, so to speak. And that's what it's like here. That's the kind of learning he's calling for, to keep hearing the word of God over and over and over again, to keep practicing the word of God uh, so that you learn to revere God. Uh, it's not just that one-off event, uh, it was a big event, but it was meant to have ongoing implications for Israel. They must keep hearing the word of God as long as they live in the promised land. And so the first thing that we learn about uh, God's gathering is that God gathers his people by his grace to hear his word. And so from then, this really became the pattern of Israel's communal life. They would gather regularly to hear the word of God and, and want to be obedient to it. Uh, and that continued, you know, ups and downs, of course, but that continued through the time of Jesus. Uh, when Jesus turned up, uh, he, he was God on the earth. Uh, he was uh, the fulfilment of this gathering. And so Jesus comes along and says something amazing. He says, I will build my church. He's saying, I will build my gathering of God's people. So Jesus then comes along and becomes the foundation and the centre of the gathering of God's people. And that's what became known as the church. That's what we call the church today. Uh, it's the gathering that Jesus has established of his people. And now it's good for us to compare the two gatherings. Uh, the New Testament does this for us. Uh, and if we compare them, it's kind of like the, the gathering at Sinai was like the, if you think about a movie, it was kind of like the movie trailer. Just that one-minute grab where you just sort of you watch it on your phone. You know, it's black and white on my phone, by the way. So not that interesting, but you're like, oh, that's, that's a good movie. And then Jesus comes along and, and he brings it in and it's like the, the full HD surround sound gold class kind of gathering. Uh, it's full on and it's good. Uh, it, is, it is new and it is better. And that's what we see as we come to the New Testament and, and the New Testament gathering around Christ is that we are gathered around Christ in heaven. The author of the Hebrews, he kind of leads us in this direction. Uh, he himself is comparing Sinai and, and the New Testament Christians, the two gatherings, uh, and he's saying to the Christians, you know, the, in this church, you know, they're struggling, they're doing it tough. He wants to encourage them with some massive truth 
So in chapter 12, he says to me, like, you remember that, that gathering at Sinai? Like, you've read your Bibles, you know about the mountain and God speaking and how, how good that was. But he says, we've actually come to something better. And he says this to him in Hebrews 12. He says, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church, right? So to the gathering of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. Right, so there's eight things there that he, that he says you've come to. You've come to this. Uh, and those eight things are really describing one thing. Uh, they're describing the heavenly gathering of the church. Right, you have come to the joyful assembly to Jesus Christ in heaven. Right, so this is, this is maybe hard for us to think about, but you know, being a Christian might not look like much on earth. It's pretty ordinary, but the unseen spiritual reality of church is this heavenly gathering, and it's breathtaking. Right, you might have heard it called before the invisible church, the invisible church, which is, I think Hubert mentioned it, it's the, it's the all believers across all time gathered around Christ in heaven. Right, that is the spiritual heavenly reality of church. What we read about in Revelation, uh, which we'll see here, just highlight one verse. Uh, when John sees his vision from Jesus, he says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Of course, the Lamb is Jesus. Right, so that there is, is the picture of the invisible reality of church. Right, that, that is all believers in Christ gathered together around him in heaven. And it's that invisible church that finds expression on earth. Right, when we gather together uh, in places like this, what we're doing right now, this is a visible expression of heavenly church. Now, we, we must say, of course, the two are not the same. Um, not everyone in, in this church, in the visible church, is necessarily a part of the invisible church gathered around Christ. Right? The, the invisible church only has believers in it. But the visible church, when we gather together, can have believers and unbelievers. Uh, and, of course, so welcome to be here, and it's a great place to be. Uh, but the two are not the same. And so we can answer that question now as we think about this. We can answer that question do I have to go to church to be a Christian? Do I have to go to church to be a Christian? Well, you could sort of say, well, no, because being in a church building is not the thing that would make you a Christian. The thing that makes you a Christian is being in Christ, right? is believing in him who died for you. That's what makes you a part of the invisible heavenly reality of church which gets expressed upon the earth. So that means that, you know, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian because you can be a Christian without being in a building. Um, but it is saying that Christians will want to go to church. Right? Anyone who, who believes in Jesus and is part of that invisible heavenly gathering is going to want to express that visibly upon the earth by gathering with other Christians 
So you don't have to go to church, but really Christians will want to go and to be there together to express that. And so why do we gather? I think we could say we gather because God gathers us by his grace in the Lord Jesus Christ to hear his word. Gathered by grace in Christ to hear God's word. And I wonder, is that the way you think about church? Uh, Do you think about it as a gathering by grace? Do you think about it as coming to hear the word of God? Uh, If you're a believer, do you think about the reality of the heavenly church that we gather to express together? It is really quite amazing. It's not something we think about much, I know that, uh, but it's a reality we ought to think about more, something that we ought to understand better, because as we said, if we, the more we understand it and know it, the more it's going to transform our behaviours when it comes to church. And so how, how might it do that? Um, well, you know, firstly, I think the thing you've got to do with this kind of belief stuff is just go, wow, just go, that is amazing. And, you know, our lives are so busy with activity, the things that we must do. You know, our lives, we're so well entertained as well. There's so many things for us to do and things that we can see and shows we can watch. Uh, we're always doing something. Right, we rarely have a moment to just stop and just to reflect upon the wonder of the things we read in the Bible and the truths of God we read there. And so you're kind of stuck here now. So we're going to take a moment to do that together. Is that okay? We can do it together because you're not going anywhere else. Uh, how do these beliefs, how are they going to impact our behaviour? I've got three ways that I thought of. Uh, there's more. You're probably thinking of more. But here is three ways this first belief we've got about church will impact our behaviours. So the first one is uh, when we gather, uh, it should make us thankful as we remember grace. Uh, we should be thankful in the gathering. Because um, church, you think about it, it's not, it's not us you know, coming together to kind of find our way to God, to figure him out. It's actually the opposite. Uh, it, it is God finding us and gathering us together by his grace. God gathers us. Right, you think about Israel uh, in Egypt. Uh, the story does not go, you know, Moses uh, rallied the troops and they fought against Egypt and they overpowered them and they, they went out and they met God at Mount Sinai. Right, it's not like God was at Mount Sinai sort of just waiting for them to get there. Like, they're taking a while. Where are they? You know, he wasn't just waiting there for them to come. Right? God came to where they were. God rescued them from that slavery and he brought them to himself. And if you're a believer, God has done the same for you. Right? God, is, God was not waiting for you to come and find him. Uh, God came and found you. The Lord Jesus Christ came to earth uh, to die for our sins upon the cross, to free us from slavery to sin, uh, to gather us to himself. It is because of God's great love and mercy that we are saved and that he gathers us. So do you come to church, when we gather, as you come to church, do do you come profoundly thankful for God's grace? Uh, we, should, we should come like that. Uh, if you don't come like that, you don't feel like coming like that, we should be praying that we would come thankful for the grace of God. Uh, we can pray uh, that we would have the heart 
a heart like the psalmist in Psalm 100. The psalms are great for telling us how we ought to feel and praying for that. So Psalm 100 says this. It says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So first, come thankful for God's grace. Secondly, when we gather, it, it should make us expectant. We should gather expectant to hear God's word. Uh, if you've uh, been around Roger for any period of time, you would have heard him say this, and he's burned it into my brain. I hope you are expectant to hear the word of God. Has anyone else heard Roger say that? Is it just me? Come on, somebody. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Ali. Thank you, Ali. Um, it's, it's a great thing. I know. You've got to keep saying these things. You've got to keep saying them. You'll hear it from now on, which will be good. Um, I hope you're expectant to hear from God as we gather. And we should be. We should come expectant. Yet I wonder how many of us come to church thinking, I'm going to hear God speak today. I'm going to hear God's word. Uh, we, we might wish it was kind of like the, the voice from the mountain, the thunder, the lightning. Uh, we might wish there was just some glory cloud descending upon us so we know God's here or something like that we might wish for that but we actually have something better than that we have the word of God we have we have his word in the Bible when we gather you, you go back to our belief series on the Bible which we've done which you can go back and, and look at uh, all scripture is God breathed they his words right men wrote it but they were carried along by the Holy Spirit to write what he wanted them to write. It is his word, uh, and he has spoken in these last days through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that is the word we hear when we gather. We hear the word of God, a word of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. God is here with us speaking when we gather. So we should be expectant when we come to hear from him. We should be eager. Do you come with that eager expectation to hear the word of God? Again, if, if you're not coming like that, uh, it is good to pray, God, I want to come expected to hear your word. Uh, you can pray along with the psalmist in Psalm 42. Uh, you can pray like this. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Uh, I'll answer that question. You can go and meet with God uh, when you gather with other Christians. Uh, you can meet with him, you can hear his word, and he is present with us. All right, so we should come to church, you should come to church thirsty for the word of God. And if you're not, pray for that. Pray for that thirst to hear God's good word. And then thirdly and finally, uh, when we gather, it should make us, uh, we should gather in a joyful anticipation of heaven. Uh, I don't know about you, I find it really incredible to think about being a part of the heavenly gathering. Uh, you know, already a part of that. Already a part of that joyful assembly around Christ for those who believe in him. You know, what we read about in Hebrews and Revelation. And I wonder, do you think about yourself as a part of that gathering? Have you ever done that? How often do you do it? Because if you believe in Jesus, you are already there. It's only a matter of time before the invisible becomes visible and we are with him forever. One day that will come fully and completely. You see, church is the goal, but it's not this church. 
right? It's, it's that heavenly church. As we meet together, we are meeting together with that kind of regular time of anticipation for what will be in the future. Right? And the Bible keeps encouraging us to look forward, to expect that. Uh, the author of Hebrews, he's encouraging a people to look beyond their circumstances to what is to come. And he says, for here on earth, we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for that city that is to come. Right, Christians should be looking forward to that city that is to come, that heavenly gathering we are already a part of and we will be forever one day. Uh, are you looking forward to it? Uh, when we gather, it's a time to anticipate that together, to joyfully anticipate that together. Uh, but if you never think about these things, uh, they, they will never really happen for you. Uh, if all you see in church is just the, the visible, the earthly, uh, church will be disappointing. Church will at many times be discouraging because this church is not perfect because uh, sin still remains and so it won't be perfect in this life. And so we must keep looking to, to what is to come uh, to what God calls us to be. And so when you come into church, come with that great mindset, uh, the, the, the mindset on the goal of heaven. Come expectant to hear the word of God uh, come thankful that we are gathered by his grace. And so that is why we gather. Uh, that is why we keep gathering. And we keep doing that until the day that Jesus comes back. Until the day we will be with him uh, in the eternal gathering of all his people. And so I, I hope you love church. I hope you love coming to church. I hope you get so much out of it. And I hope this series actually encourages us along that path uh, that we might glorify God together. Amen, indeed. Let us pray, and, uh, and then we'll continue praying. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, that we can know you, that we can know your grace that gathers us uh, here today. And Lord, we are thankful for that. Uh, Lord, I pray you would make us more thankful. Uh, we are thankful for your word, and I pray that you would make us more expectant uh, to hear you speak and to be obedient to your word. And Father, above all this, uh, I give you thanks that in Christ uh, that we are saved and we are with him and always will be. And Father, I pray you would give us that great joyful anticipation uh, of the day when uh, sin will be put away, uh, when death will be no more, and that we will be gathered with you and all your people forever uh, in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.